Welcome to the Table for One podcast, a podcast for those of you who are cooking for one. You'll find interviews with people who are cooking for one, nutrition tips, cooking tricks, and other practical topics for all my single listeners, and all without the mention of dieting or restriction because, well, dieting just kind of sucks. So join me as I explore the realities, the challenges, and highlight the joys of cooking for one in this busy world. Welcome to my first non-food, non-eating related episode. I feel really strongly to share this topic because it's super pertinent to, well, everybody, but especially us single ladies. So on this episode, Joni, who was my uh, guest last week, the two of us, I talk, the two of us talk about how we can deal with when things don't go according to plan and maybe even when this doesn't go according to plan because I can't speak. But anyways, we're actually both in the thick of things and plans in our lives not actually going according to what we hoped. And I wanted to share this conversation now instead of when we've come out on the other end because there's a lot of insight to be gained and I don't feel like there's enough conversations about the realities while you're in the thick of it. So here are a couple of things that we talked about. We talked about learning to take our futures into our own hands and just to move forward and to make life goals because both of us didn't even really think of planning beyond college because we both thought that we'd be married and somehow that meant that everything would be figured out and that it would be smooth sailing, which even if you are married, that's not the case. Also, we talked about a profound tip that my business coach shared with me a couple weeks ago when I was bawling on our call and wondering what to do to move forward because one more project that I had hoped for and planned on had fallen through the cracks. And he responded to my blubbering by asking how my worrying and my frustration was serving me. And I realized for myself that that they weren't. And so we talked through the emotions of dealing with all those experiences that divert our plans and find a way to continue on trucking, but also to still leave space to feel annoyed um, and, and to experience those feelings because it's important for us to not avoid those. And again, we'll get into that in the episode. And also, Joni shared a tip that I think is really important that I kind of want to end-ish on with this intro is to remember that you can always reinvent yourself and give yourself permission to do that. And finally, (laughs) please forgive us on all of these interruptions. I don't know about you, but this is 100% how conversations go with certain good friends of mine. We we interrupt each other all the time. And you can listen at the end of this for the funny way that Joni and I both realized that we do this. And also, I just wanted to share that this is kind of feeling a little bit armchair experty. So I really think that you'll be in for a treat because we talk about some important topics and we just laugh our butts off. So it's, it's fun and I hope you enjoy this. Oh, and one last thing. So if you find these episodes to be helpful or if you know somebody who you know, these could make an impact on their life or make their lives easier, please share them. The one 
you know, the hard thing about podcasting is it's hard to reach people and I'm not here to complain at all, but I'm asking if you find this to be helpful, please share it with somebody, share it on social media, share wherever you can and also comment and leave reviews so that other people can see it and, and see how it's helped you or what you've thought of it and then take your opinion um, more than mine. Okay, for real, now we're getting to it. All right, Joni, we're back. I am so excited to continue this conversation um, and talk a little bit about, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. So it's kind of figuring out when things don't go according to plan, which literally they always do in life. It's true, or do not. Or, right. or do, not. do not. Yeah, <laughs> things don't go to, according to plan a lot of the time. And trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to you know move forward and to deal with, the huge setbacks in, in expectations, whether it's work, whether it's relationships, whether it's family, whether it's, I mean, the list could go on and on. So, and we know each other well, and, um, I think we can have a great conversation that is helpful and relatable for other people. So thanks so much for being open to talk about this. Yeah, of course. So in the last episode, so we talked last week, well, as in like we talked a minute ago, but last week it was aired. We talked about, you know, eating and you shared that you had changed career trajectory and had gone back to school and are now living at home. So tell a little bit about uh, whatever it is that you want to share about this experience um, with this transition. Yeah, totally. Um I'm trying to figure out how much I can go in depth, but I guess I'll just go in depth with it because I feel like it's a, um, something that a lot of women our age, particularly LDS Mormon women, have faced mm-hmm. um, who are our age, and it's a big reason why I changed. So I am 28 years old. I graduated when I was 24 with exercise and wellness, and I have not really had an actual career for about four years. So. I've like jumped around trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I've worked everything from um, teaching fitness classes in Park City at a hotel to working at Home Depot um, in the garden department. So Wait, I've done. What? When did you do that? Did you not? You don't know that? I did that right after I graduated. Well, not right. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I worked at Home Depot for eight months after I. Did you like it? I mean, I. Not really. <laughs> That's okay. I, yeah. Um, it was more like I graduated in December. I was living at my parents' house. I looked for jobs clear till April. And then I was like, I just need a job. I need to make money. My dad is driving me crazy <laughs> trying to get a job. So I just took a job that could make me a little money. Yeah. Well, so I did that. And I think a, a difficult thing is the field that you're in. There's not a lot of job opportunities. Is that is That's that true? Cool. That's so true. And they don't yeah. pay very well. They don't pay very well a lot. And I found a lot of barriers um, because it wasn't exactly public health. Mm-hmm. Um, my major is very similar to public health, but it just has additional like workout classes and and less like I don't know. Like we don't talk about disease and all that kind of stuff necessarily. We talk about like heart disease, but we don't talk about like community diseases um like epidemiology maybe not as much yeah we don't talk about epidemiology as much like I think that's still like an optional class but it's not a required one Mm -hmm. um but I found a lot of barriers because I wasn't necessarily a public health major and so um I like 
I ended up, I did end up working at the Red Cross in the disaster preparedness, but that was because my future sister-in-law worked there and she got me a gig um, doing, I can't even remember what it's called, but it's like, it's, I, I, I was working for like this government entity that I can't, AmeriCorps. I oh, got like yes. a stint in AmeriCorps doing that with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I tried to get public health jobs because that was something I was, I wanted to explore a little bit more and I just couldn't because my major wasn't public health, which is so dumb. Um, and then the others, I was a personal trainer. Um, I did graduate with that. Uh, I took a separate class and got that certification. Um, but that didn't pan out very well. Personal trainers don't get paid a lot. Um, another thing that I was kind of geared towards was corporate wellness, but you do have to have a master's degree for that now, pretty much. Not necessarily, but mo- with most companies you do. And I explored that a little bit. Didn't want to do it. Um, I was a physical therapy aide. Found that I do not like listening to people complain about their problems that much. Um, <laughs> bless their heart. Bless everyone's heart who can do that, especially people who can do that all day. I'm. I find myself a kind person, but I'm not that empathetic, apparently. Well, and um, I think this, can I interrupt for a second? Yes. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to share something later, but I yes. think that's a really important realization because you think, especially as women, I feel like we have all these expectations on ourselves and society, like you have to be this and that and all of these things. And it's bad to not be that way, but can we just be mm-hmm. ourselves? <laughs> and I'm right? saying this out loud like, to remind like myself that it's okay. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm like, I feel like I'm a good listener, but I'm a good listener to like my friends, you know? <laughs> and like, I do like people, but I get I emotionally get exhausted when I have to work with a client eight hours a day. Like that exhausts mm-hmm. me emotionally. Yeah. So, so and it's I not think good that's for okay. you. That's okay. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. I just get exhausted. Yeah. Um, I'm an introvert at heart. So, yeah. So explored that. Um, wasn't really going anywhere. And then I and all of these things I. I don't know, with physical therapy too, I was like, do I want to go to PT school? I don't know. I've been graduated for a while. I'd have to go get, you know, like more schooling, be in debt. And here's the thing that I like really wanted to talk about as far as expectations go. If I get too political, Becca, let me know. Um, (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) But I feel like, especially as Mormon women, we are taught that um, our trajectory in life is to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Like, no, it, not at all. Relationships are good, and it's good to have that partner. And, you know, my sister's two years older than me, got married when she was 23, and I love her three kids. Like, I'm the best auntie, by the way. Hey, um, but, <laughs> but I found myself, like, sitting around waiting to get married, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and can I interject one time, too? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm interjecting so much more than I normally do, but... Well, I think that's something that we both want, though, too, right? Like, I want to find a good partner who, you know, that I want to be with him, you know? And and same with you. So it's not – these are expectations that we want for ourselves as well. It's just – Totally. It's a little bit bigger than that. Yeah. And especially as women, I feel like we have less control over our dating situation um, than men do. You know, like – Culturally, it's a lot more acceptable for men to go around asking out women mm-hmm. um, to go on dates. I'm not going to touch on like the trans or queer because I don't have any, you know, relationship to that. But as mm-hmm. far as like heterosexual culture, it's um, 
like a lot more acceptable for men to go out and ask out women, right? Versus the opposite. Yeah. So men, I feel like have a little bit more control over that situation. So yeah, I, I just found myself and I saw this in a lot of my friends too. I feel like it's a very common thing in our culture that we are taught to get married and it's something that we want. But a lot of women, I feel like they have their degree and suddenly they're like, oh, I'm not married. Which I felt like I always thought I'd be married when I graduated from college. I thought I'd get married at, like at age 23, and be I want like my my goals in life. My last goal in my life growing up was I want to graduate from college, and then it stopped. Me too. Goals after that. Me too. Not at all. I know. Not yeah, because my parents were young when they got married. I think yours were fairly young as well, right? Well. My my parents were old for their time period. My mom was 25 and my dad was 26. <laughs> so they were old for their time. I'm going to get married young, right? Yeah. 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 And then here we are, 28 and 30, and we're just... Yeah. We're young now. We're so young. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're so young. I know. And I'm, I'm very glad I didn't get married when I was old. Oh, my goodness. Um, which some people do get married and they're so happy and like good for them. But I, that just wasn't my life path. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just, I found myself 28 years old sitting around waiting to get married. I was working in a job that was not paying me a lot of money. I, I was living on my own. I had been, um, eventually I, when I, when I was a physical therapy aide, I did get enough money to move out of my parents' house. It took me about two years after I graduated though. Um, and I was living in Salt Lake. I loved it. Um, I, yeah, I've eventually I was roommates with you, which was so fun. Um, yeah. And I feel like I learned a lot from you, but yeah, I, I just found myself waiting around to get married essentially. And I wasn't making a lot of money. I didn't have enough money to buy a house or travel or live by myself. Um, which once you get to 28, I feel like all of those things become very, very appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just decided that I was going to stop waiting around to get married and I, I didn't want to do something that would get me in a lot of debt. Um, although I was open to it, I did explore a lot of different paths. Um, but eventually I found, um, a boot camp. So I was looking at doing coding boot camps, decided it wasn't necessarily me, which also was a really big step. I feel like to me, um, cause I, I feel like I've somewhat been a people pleaser my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my career goes with my parents, especially, um, so coding is like more of a safe choice as far as like boot camps go. Um, it's, you know, everyone needs software developers. It's a huge growing field, but I am more of the creative type. Like I mentioned in the last episode, I was a studio art major, um, before I changed to exercise and wellness. Um, so I found UX UI design, um, and I really looked into a bunch of programs and I just decided to dive in. Um, and I went into debt. I have student loans now that I, it's a boot camp, so there's no sort of, there's no, no like government subsidies or anything. Um, but I did this intensive program and it's a six, I did a six month program. Three months was online, um, part-time for part of it, full-time for the other part. I was working 10 to 12 hour days. Uh, The last three months was in Chicago. And again, I was working more like 12 to 13 hour days every day, but I just had a really great experience. Um, I felt like I learned a lot about myself while I was out there. I've changed um, 
a little bit and now I'm back home looking for a job which feels very weird and feels a little bit like I'm going backwards but (laughs) trying not to think about it that way (laughs) yeah I think and I and I'm glad that we are able to have this conversation while you're still in the thick of it and Mm -hmm. again like I'm experiencing similar um like feeling a little bit rudderless with my work right now. And so, and I think I wanted to, what I'm trying to say, I wanted to talk about this in the thick of it as opposed to on the other end of it. Cause that's like, you hear all those stories, you know, like, Oh, you know, now that things have worked out, like it's totally worth it and blah, blah, blah. Well, we can't say that now, but no, it's freaking scary. (laughs) It's so scary. But I mean, who else is in this position? I would say, I, I mean, everybody has been in this position at some point, and I'm sure that yeah. there are a lot of people who are in this position right now. And yeah. and to just to know that you're not alone and to hear people yeah. kind of share their feelings about it is reassuring, and it's reassuring for me to hear this too. But it is. It's so scary. That was a huge yeah. risk to take. And mm-hmm. you ha- I mean, you've, you've, you talked a little bit about some of the benefits that you've already experienced, but you haven't found a job yet. I mean, granted, nope, you just... You just finished. Like, let's. I know. <laughs> it's yeah, not I've like been you've been in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you tell me, when did you finish your program again? Yeah, so I um, graduated September. No, <laughs> August twenty third. That's yeah, what it was. August, August twenty third. I and then so I was just a couple. It was I think it was my third week being graduated. Yeah, it seems about that. Yeah, um, but I. I spent a week in Chicago just having fun because I was working so much that I didn't get a ton of experience in that. And then, um, yeah, then I went on a road trip with my brother, a road trip to South and North Dakota. And then I stayed in Colorado where he lives for a little while. So, yeah, I actually just moved back to Utah on Sunday and I just barely started my job search. So, How's that going? Is it? I actually – so this program was – really I feel like it's a really good program because I they didn't just say okay you're graduated goodbye Mm -hmm. um they actually assigned me a career coach oh wow yeah and the last three weeks of the program were actually all like career preparation so my instructors helped me build a website they helped me get my resume and portfolio together um and then with my career coach now I have like reading about like networking and all sorts of job hunting stuff. And I meet with her once a week and like tomorrow we're doing a practice HR interview. So I feel actually pretty prepared and I feel like I know what I'm getting myself into with the job search. I definitely think it's very hard and it, you know, can be really frustrating, but I do feel like I was lucky to be, I feel like I was given the tools to be successful in my job search. So that's awesome. Cause I think at this point in my life, like I've come to realize that, there's so much that's out of our control. Like I've had so many opportunities lately within my own work that should have worked out that really seemed like they were working out that I was prepared for and all this stuff. And the reality is like, I don't know what happened, but they didn't work out and it's so frustrating. But what, what's the point of, and I was just talking to my business coach about this yesterday as Mm -hmm. like bawling about it, but what's, he kept saying like, you know, how, what is it doing? What is it serving you to think about, you know, like, where's my next paycheck coming to be worrying about money, to be worrying about work. And even though it's a totally understandable, like natural thing to do, how is it serving you? And the reality is, is it's not, it's not. Mm -mm. So Yeah. yeah. 
I definitely feel that anxiety too because my student loan is over and so now I'm like asking my parents for money and I'm planning on paying them back eventually but it is extremely stressful and I hate being indebted to my parents like and my parents aren't terribly wealthy either so I feel like asking for money from them is like really hard for me um but yeah it definitely is scary um but I I just feel like I I look back at this experience and it was so risky for me and like moving to Chicago was terrifying I, my mom helped drive me out. I wanted to have my car because I like didn't know the city and I just felt safer with my car. So I actually drove to Chicago. Um, my mom drove me out and like, I was just like a ball of anxiety, you know, moving out there. Um, but looking back, I just, I see, um, benefits besides even just like getting a job, hopefully eventually that pays well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I see a lot of benefits, to myself and I just how much I have grown in the last few months more than I've grown in the last year you know so I feel like it's really easy to get stuck on the money which is a very important thing and you you know you do have to have money to live but it's it is more about money right it's it's about like you and your career and your growth as a person and the experiences you have Mm -hmm. I mean I think that's a part of it too don't you Totally. Yeah. There's so much more to it. And I think one thing that I keep reminding myself is as, as much as I hate having this like blank canvas, I mean, the future is really unknown. Like I, you know, I'm, I'll probably stay in my apartment for a little bit longer. You know, I have goals of things that I want to do. There are, will be some consistencies, but I don't, you know, I don't know where my career is going to take me. You don't either. But at the same time, looking back and seeing the things that have happened along the way, like all of the, you know, that it took me multiple attempts to get into my nutrition program and then to get in into my internship and to get jobs and all of this stuff. Like it didn't go according to plan at all. And a, I wouldn't change any of that. And B, if I were in that position, knowing that roadmap, like knowing what was coming or having like, you know, um, applying for school and not getting in or maybe changing directions and getting yeah. into that. Like I would probably take ta- changing directions and studying something else. But what I have, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I have wanted to become a dietitian since I learned about it and mm-hmm. I don't regret it for one second, but I think if I had known what was coming forward, I wouldn't have done it. And I think I would have missed out on a lot. So it's yeah. hard. It's just, yeah. it's, it's difficult <laughs> and it's okay that yeah. it's hard. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I agree. Um, I told you a little bit about m- how crazy my career was and I told you I switched majors. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, I feel like I've been all over the place since I was 18 years old. Um, the same way too. Like I, I hit a lot of barriers and I, I would get really frustrated being like, why isn't all of this working out? You know? Yeah. And I, like, I honestly looking forward, I probably, if I saw where I am now, I probably would have been like, whatever, I'm going to a different school and I'm doing graphic design because graphic design at BYU is like ridiculously hard to get into. Like a lot of things at BYU were <laughs> yeah. way harder to get into than it's worth. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, um, my experience too. Right? Oh, so dumb. But, um, but I, looking back, I am grateful because I feel like I actually have a really interesting resume now. And that's a good way to look I, at it. Yeah. Yeah. And even and though it's I'm true. Doing, yeah. And even though I'm doing, um, I'm designing apps and I still have that health background. So maybe I can work for a health company doing 
their app or I worked with the Red Cross. I was deployed in Texas like that to help with flood relief like that really sets me apart from other people, mm-hmm. you know, so I think they're or even just like it gives me the chance to relate to all sorts of different people because I feel like I have had so many weird jobs and <laughs> changed my major a lot. So it it does give me more chances to relate to different people that I probably wouldn't relate to. Ah, that's a great perspective. And, you know, I mean, we can't change what has happened in the past. And mm-hmm. and there's a lot of situations that we come into that we just don't have control over. But being able to, like, own it and realize that it is something that we can learn a lot from and that it'll be beneficial for us. I would say pretty, like, even really, really difficult things, we can get to that point. Not saying mm-hmm. that you can feel that way in the moment and you know yeah. it's okay to not feel that way in the moment oh, yeah. so okay yeah but at this I don't know I think for me it's really hard to find that balance of like trying to be rational and thinking like but at the end of the day I have to pay my bills and then also believing yeah. in yourself and mm-hmm. the fact that you can accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish yeah oh I totally agree and I think you know, you probably have it a little harder than I do because right now I do have the cohort that I went through the program with who are all looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. So we're actually meeting once a week and we're talking about the job search and we're I do have like a nice support group. And I feel like having a support group who's going through something similar to you is very important. It does help you feel like you're not alone and yeah. that it is a common thing to go, th- go through. And I feel like that connection, you know, it does so much it to make to- yeah, it totally does. And I and I do have support groups like that as well. You know, other dietitians who are entrepreneurs and do similar things as me. And then also, you know, with the business coach that I work with and the people working with them do other things as well. But yeah, you're right. right. I mean, that is so helpful because I think, yeah, I mean, you just think it's only me and it can be super overwhelming because like mm-hmm. moving through this life feeling like you're alone and you don't have anybody else to talk to about it or to like, you know, to commiserate about it. You know, I mean, that's, that's hard. That's overwhelming more so than it needs to be, I guess. Yeah. 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 Oh, well this, this was such an interesting conversation. I think, you know, I think at the end of the day, just like realizing that we all experience this, whether we found what we wanted to do and have been on that path, whatever that path looks like for a while or trying to figure it out. Like you never arrive. And I think that's a hard, it's a thing that you can grasp, but it's hard to like put that into practice and to, you know, and to be okay with that. If that makes sense. Yeah. To see it as a positive thing. Yeah. Cause I I don't, mm -hmm. you know, what's funny. I was one of the younger people in my program. I'm 28 and every, yeah, most everyone was like either like I was on the younger end. There were a few people that were right around my age, but there were quite a few people who were like 34, 35. Um, so one thing that I have just, I really am trying to soak in is just the idea of like never just being that, um, renaissance person right you can always reinvent yourself you can always learn more just always learning more and seeing that as a good thing versus a bad thing because yeah. <laughs> it's really easy in our culture to just like get sucked into social media and Netflix and I mean everything has its time and place but um, I personally am trying to take a step back and find some more balance in my life with that kind of stuff 
um, just because they feel like it can detract from that growth and it can really detract from just a healthy mindset mm-hmm. uh, and making those connections with those around you. Cause I feel like that's really what life is about. But yeah. This is very philosophical. <laughs> well, no, but I think that's part of, of this is to, yeah, kind of bring the philosophy into life. I don't know, but it helps, it helps bring things into reality and, helps it helps cope I think that's the end of like that's what's really helpful is it um I don't know what I'm saying but it helps it helps you cope which I think is really important yeah um it's helpful to realize that you know I mean it like there's goals that we have in life and things that we want to accomplish but then there's also experiences that we have in life and even when we go in a direction or have experiences that are not things that we wanted, like it still is formative and that's really important. So living in the moment, but also still looking forward. And I think that's a hard balance. I don't know how to answer that, but um, at least for me, I think that's what I'm realizing is like, slow down a little bit. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. experience and know that it's okay to be like frustrated or mad or to like wonder what's going on. But at the same time, realize again, as my business coach said, like, what is that serving you? And, and to do it as a way to like, take care of yourself. Like being in that worry stage is not going to help you like feel confident about what you have to offer when yeah. you have a lot to offer. Everybody does in our own different ways. Um, yeah. And that, and is, that doesn't serve us. Yeah, it's true. That is one thing I did learn from my program is, I don't know, just like believing in yourself. And like my instructor was very passionate about um, especially women getting paid for what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, yes, you just came from a boot camp, but you did a high intensive program for six months. She's like, you'll be surprised when you get into companies how capable you are. So I think just like, you know, give yourself due credit. Give yourself the credit. I feel like we oftentimes mix up humility with crappy self-esteem and that is not the same thing at all. So I think giving yourself the due credit and like selling yourself to yourself, like telling yourself how awesome you are and that you can do this and you are a bad A woman, I feel like really important thing and to say hey I'm valuable like I deserve I deserve I I don't want to maybe not maybe not deserve but I yes I'm a value I I don't know I'm I'm blubbering now no no you're good (laughs) that you have value and that needs to be yeah I don't like I feel like saying deserve gets into a different territory but you Uh have value and your contributions matter and just to give yourself credit yeah I think that's a great thing to to end on. Thank you. And the thing that I've been wanting to say this whole time. So we, so Joni and I went to this, what was it? Like some relationship, like guru class, which was ridiculous. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not going to be really specific, but this woman came to talk about how to attract men. Is that what it was? Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was so ridiculous. But The funniest thing about that was she, what did she say about how we talk over each other or something? Oh, yeah. And this whole time I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't do this at all, but I can't not. I know. 
We're just sharing. We're sharing. We have so many thoughts going on in our heads, and I don't know. We feel comfortable with each other, so it's true. We probably do talk for each other a lot. Case in point. Oh no. Uh, anyways, twenty-eight forty-seven. All right, go us. Less than a half an hour, Ooh. and I, I might keep this in. I think it's funny. That's it. <laughs> All right. It. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Table for One podcast with Rebecca. If you're cooking for one or know somebody who is, make sure to subscribe to the Table for One podcast on your favorite podcast app. That way you can stay up to date on new episodes that will help you make cooking for one easier and more enjoyable. Feel free to continue the conversation over at in the Table for One Facebook group. You can also find recipes or work with Rebecca over at nourishnutritionblog.com or honestly the easiest way is to follow me on Instagram. My handle is nourishnutrico and you can click on the link of my profile to get more great resources for cooking for one. Talk to you next week.